Hey, it's me, Carissa. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and leave me a review. It takes five seconds. Today in this episode, I interview Brandy Gar. She is a true leader and visionary in the wedding industry, and she is a queen of reels. We are going to talk about how to get your reels to convert. Enjoy. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast again, Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm here with a very special guest, Brandy Gar. She's a host of She Who Dares podcast, and she's been a wedding planner for many, many years and has three daughters. She's a coach and has a mastermind for wedding pros to scale their business and live a life they love. And she is the queen of reels and a visionary in the wedding industry. Welcome, Brandy. <laughs> that was quite an introduction. Thanks so much, Carissa. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I've been working on it all morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, listening to or uh, watching all your reels this morning and just cracking up, but you are the queen of reels. Um, well, our sweet. friend Gabby is the queen of Pinterest, but yeah, <laughs> we're going to learn so much about reels today, um, how to make your reels convert and everything. Yes. But I wanted to start by asking you a question about your podcasting journey. So I wanted to say congrats on having 100 episode, episodes, but tell me about your podcasting journey like, and any tips for, tips for me because I just started. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It feels so surreal that we just released the 100th episode, honestly, because I really had this sounds so terrible, but I had no desire to start a podcast. It was not mm. something I wanted to do. Um, we had a brand manager at the time who was a good friend of ours for a long time, is a good friend of ours still, not our brand manager anymore. But um, uh -huh. And he and my husband somewhat schemed maybe not behind my back, but around my back. And they they really were trying to figure out how to get me to do a podcast. And, you know, I had decided I did <laughs> want to kind of travel into the coaching space. And they were just like, well, then let's just dive head first. And I was like, no way, I'm not ready. So um, they wanted me to start a podcast. And honestly, I kind of warmed up to the idea. But I thought it would be a podcast I would just kind of do myself. Like I would get behind the mic and I would talk and it would not be an interview-based show. But I yeah. did three recordings. I recorded three podcasts. Um, I hated all three of them, like hated. And uh -huh. I, was, I was just like, this is not uh -huh. going live. I'm not doing it. And so they convinced me to keep the first one, which is actually our first episode. Um, but the other two I trashed. And that's when I realized I really don't think I'm a solo podcast host. Like that's not my thing. And so oh, I, me too. yeah, I feel like I thought that I could just sit down and ramble, which now I can, like I can get behind the mic and go. But back then I yeah. still was trying to figure out what I was and who I was and what I wanted to teach. And so 
I, yeah, I really didn't know. And so I ended up one afternoon, I just sat down and I was like, if we're going to do this, I need to have 52, I need to have a whole year of content built out before I'm going to agree to go live with this. And so um, I wrote down 52 guests I would want to have on my show. And then we start, and then we started. So I was like, okay, well, if I can do this, then, then yeah, I think we can give it a shot. So I didn't actually release another solo episode after that first one, I think until episode 12 or 13. Um, (laughs) So, but now I'm much more comfortable with it, but I really um, only release a solo episode, maybe every eight or 10 episodes. It's, it's, I just really enjoy getting to know people and interview them and hear their story and let them kind of pour into my audience. So, yeah. yeah. I, and I, I think like the way you uh, approach things is like, I kind of get to know you a lot, like during yeah. when you're interviewing other people. So it's totally fine. Like I haven't done a solo uh, episode yet too. So I'm a little nervous. Yeah. I mean, I think for me too, I, you know, I love to go live and I, I don't mind being off the cuff at all. I think sometimes, you know, you need a little planning for a solo episode. Yeah, And I, that's, I don't really love to be planned. So now though, I can just kind of have my points that I'm going to talk about and then just go and it feels a little bit better. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I try to just kind of weave my story in a little bit as I'm interviewing guests and that's how people get to know me. But for the most part, it's all because (laughs) it's all interview style. So I love it. I would say always stay six to eight weeks ahead of the content. Honestly, that's been the biggest tip. Yeah. That's been the biggest tip somebody gave to me. And at first I was like, really? Um, But it has helped so much because you just never know. Like right now, you guys can probably hear my voice. I have been sick this week as we're recording. And so if I had, you know, tons of podcast recordings, I would be having a rough time with my voice. And so just things like that where you or like I've had a guest have to cancel last minute because of a client meeting or whatever. And that can really set a tailspin into your release calendar if you're not, you know, if you don't have buffer room built in. Um, yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So I think definitely staying six to week, six to eight weeks out on content and then or on recordings. So we're typically recording about two months in advance of when an episode will release anywhere from six to eight weeks. And then I think the other one was just be really strategic with your topics. So, you know, we have guests now, finally, Mm -hmm. we have guests pitch us all the time. And it's not even that their topic might not be great. It's probably a great topic. It's just that it's not strategic for where we need our listeners to go next. And so I want to make sure that I'm protecting my listeners and that they, you know, are kind of going on a journey. So, Oh, yeah, I love just that. always protect and be strategic with your content. Yeah. Okay. So I was a guest on your show a couple yeah. of weeks ago, so it hasn't gone live yet, but I just got to say like, you're such a natural. Um, I felt very comfortable and a lot of my industry friends, I've been in the industry for 12 years. Um, I know you've been in the industry for like 15 or yeah. plus, um, but yeah, everyone's like, oh, you got to get Brandy Gar on the show because yeah. she's amazing and you truly are a visionary in the industry, oh, but yeah, tell me about like how you got started with wedding planning and then now like coaching and masterminding and um, more about you because I don't know that much about you, even though I listen <laughs> to your podcast all the time. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. And honestly, it it feels like, I mean, 
I did bumble my way here. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Like I, um, I <laughs> wanted to be an event planner since I could walk and talk. So oh it's my gosh. never, it's not been like, oh, you know, I kind of just found this, my way into this industry. No, I always wanted to be an event planner. And so I was a corporate event planner for a long time at a big hotel here in Orlando. And then I had my first daughter and, mm-hmm. um, I wanted more time with her. So I decided to strike out on my own and start my own company with my husband's support. And honestly, my background at the time was all in corporate. I don't know that I ever Mm -hmm. really had a dream to be a wedding planner, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was 26 and it just made sense at the time because I was kind of of that age where all of my friends were getting married. Yeah. And so it was kind of like lowest hanging fruit. (laughs) Totally. And so I was like, well, let me start a wedding planning business. And I kind of just learned as I went. And what I found really interesting is that business has always been something really interesting to me. I went to business school. I didn't go to hospitality. I went to business. But it's shocking how little you know once you become an entrepreneur, no matter how much training you've had in business. Totally. It's like, you know, it's almost like you need entrepreneur school, which is really what I try to do now for wedding and event professionals, because so many of us get into the industry because we love what we do. Like we're amazing at our craft, but then it's like, how do I hire and what do I charge and how do I know if I'm profitable and what do I spend my money on? And Just all the things behind the scenes. Oh, yes. So much. Yeah. And so I really felt like, you know, when I – I've coached for a long time because we have a huge hospitality school near us. And so I sit on the board there and I um, I teach students. Yeah, I teach a lot of students. And um, so I've loved that part of it. But my husband was like, you really need to start teaching other wedding planners. And I was like, uh, you know, so I kind of dipped my toe into it. And what I started finding was that I didn't love teaching wedding planners how to be wedding planners because one, I think that there's an incredible amount of resources out there for that already. There's great people already out there teaching that. But two, that just wasn't where, where I struggled. I feel like for me as an entrepreneur, where I struggled the most was learning how to scale my business. Wow. And really in that like five to seven year mark where it was like we were growing, we had more business than we could handle. And so it was always like, how do we keep this level and do it well? And it was just so much trial and error. And so now that I feel like we're kind of on the other side where, I mean, there's never no bumps. Don't get me wrong. Like we uh-huh. still have the things, right, that we work through. But for the yeah. most part, we figured out the team dynamic and the scaling. And um, so, yeah. So I, I just said to my husband, I'm like, I don't want to teach people how to be wedding planners. I want to teach wedding and event professionals how to scale their business so that they can have a business that doesn't burn them out all the time. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. So I'm very interested. So this, um, is it a mastermind for wedding pros or is it a mastermind for wedding planners? Yeah. So it's a mastermind for all wedding professionals. So because I am a planner, obviously, a lot of planners tend to come first, right? Um, they, they end up joining first. So about 70% of my students are planners, but I also work with photographers and florists and DJs, um, stationers, like it's the whole industry because at the end of the day, 
you know, it's so interesting. It's business. It's not it's not what what would a wedding planner do. It's the business of how to scale. And so that's really universal across all, really all small businesses, but yeah. Okay. So I guess in three words or like three headlines, how the heck do you scale? <laughs> that's such a great question. Okay. So the first thing that is the most imperative is to just know your numbers, which is you would be sh- in like shock and awe at how many yeah. people don't know the answer to that. And it's uh-huh. no shade because really no one, no one knows this, <laughs> uh, but exactly like if I looked at you and said, how much does it cost you? to run your business every single month. It's literally like less than a percent of people could tell me the answer to that question. Wow. And that makes it very difficult to scale. So knowing your numbers, um, understanding what your goal is with your business. So do you wh- – how big do you want to get? What, what does success look like for you? Um, it's different for all of us. So you could want a million dollar business or you could want a hundred thousand dollar business. What do you want out of it at the end of the day? What do you want your life to look like? Those are really the two biggest things for me. And then once you can answer those, then it becomes, okay, so how many team members are we adding? And what does that team look like? If you want to stay small and boutique, then maybe it's a contractor or two to help you kind of settle back and and be able to grow. But if you want to be, you know, no, I want to dominate, (laughs) um, then we need to be really looking at how to structure full-time team members and part-time team members. So um, yeah, so that's kind of what we work through. No, I mean, I'm so interested, but this portion of the episode is not even supposed to be about our hot topic <laughs> yet, but I think I got to sign up for your mastermind because I need to learn how to scale my business. So yeah, you're not just a queen of reels, but you're the queen of scaling. Well, it's funny because reels really kind of just happened. That for sure just happened. I did not plan that at all. Yeah. I, during COVID, I actually tried to get on um, TikTok. I, yeah, I, 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 to that I Yeah, it was crazy. And I was like all about TikTok and I hated it. I literally hated it so much. And then um, once Reels rolled out, I was like, okay, this is my jam. Now I've learned how to do short form video, but I can stop trying to build an audience in a place that's not where my audience is right now. And so I decided to go 100% in on Reels. And what I started realizing is that they're actually quite easy um, to do and to really make a huge impact on your account. And so I thought, well, I should teach other wedding pros how to do this. So literally last October, I released like a workshop on how to make reels in five minutes or less for wedding professionals. And it blew up. I was like, what the heck? I just did it in November for like a Black Friday thing. Uh And my husband edited the video for me. It was like a 45 minute video workshop. And we sold like 170 of these courses. And I was like, what Holy the heck? Crap. And yeah, you got to get on like the new platforms as yeah, fast as possible. Yeah. So then I was like, well, we kind of have something here. And so then we ended up kind of reformatting the course a little bit. And then I added a lot more to it where I was helping you to understand how to batch. And then I added cover templates and 150 ideas on um, reels you can make plus music and things like that. And so that's the real thing really just kind of happened. And now everybody's like, you're the queen of reels, which is funny because honestly, I don't even, I only have one reel that's ever even gone viral. I talk <laughs> about that a lot. Um, but I, I think it's just that I really enjoy teaching people what I've figured out how to do easily. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Um, and I do think that 
you know, I talk about bold visibility a lot on my podcast. You've got to be bold and um, and be visible. Make sure your company's visible. So Reels is really the way to do that right now. So yeah, totally. Yeah, I have a coaching program too. So I have like a three part framework, and one of them I call it Show Face Reels. So I guess that's the bold visibility. <laughs> yeah, but you got to show your face. Um, you got to show your they, face. I mean, your reels are like good light. They're funny. Like there's good value. There's a good caption. So I highly recommend like people taking your course if it's still available. <laughs> yeah, it is still available. And actually, I have a coupon code for your listeners if they Ooh. want to use it. So if they jump over to learn.brandygar.com, you can grab the Real Traffic Toolkit and just enter code CARISSA and you'll get $10 off of the course. Ooh, oh my gosh. Okay, I'll link that up too okay. in the show notes. Um, I want to ask you one more question before we actually go into our hot to- topic, which we're already talking about so many fun, good tips for people. But um, what is your biggest accomplishment in business? Oh gosh, in business. That's a, ooh, that is a tough question. Um, I think my biggest accomplishment is I have a lot of my team and students now um, that have kind of this, I I don't really like to talk about myself, so I feel like this is weird, but, um, (laughs) they, I, they will say that I've been a mentor to them. And to me, I can't think of a higher honor, like somebody Mm. who can say, you know, it wasn't just that like, you taught me the right thing to do, or you, you know, you changed my business. It was like, you let me see that I was more valuable than I thought that I was and that I can do so much more than I thought I could. And so to me, I feel like that's like the highest honor. And so my team has said that before, but now to be able to coach other people outside of my bubble, uh, it just feels really great for people to kind of say that. And so, yeah, so that's yeah, my- Yeah, I mean, you're Mama Brandy Gar, so <laughs> you're like this mentor to many people on the podcast. You're you. going to, you know, you're going to inspire hundreds and thousands of uh aspiring wedding planners and wedding pros. So it feels so good. (laughs) Thank you. So this question, I'm curious because I've been doing this coaching thing for not too long. I started the whole um, framework and um, coaching program like about a year and a half ago. So and I've struggled a lot and I had to get through so many mindset things. um, And it's been a struggle as a whole brand new business. But what has been your biggest struggle in like the coaching business and how did you overcome it? 100% probably exactly what you just said is mindset. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I I actually was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday who was going open doors with her membership. And, you know, this is like her sixth time launching open doors for her membership. And she texted me and she was like, I am having massive imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we forget that like what you see on the outside is not always what's going on in the inside. And what I always like to tell people is that doesn't mean it's fake. Like I genuinely, I know within my deepest soul that I can help people believe in themselves and reach a higher standard for their business and have a better business life balance. I know that, but (laughs) it still creeps in. And I think for women especially, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on your podcast, but it seems pretty chill, so hopefully. But like your cycle has a lot to do with that. Oh Um, my God, yes. Yeah. Only since I've become a coach have I started tracking my mood with my cycle. Because you know, sometimes you're like, of course, I know I'm more grumpy around certain periods, right? But 
now I'm able to see what days I'm going. I know there's days in my cycle where I'm going to be super down on myself. I'm going to have higher anxiety. I'm going to think I'm not worthy. And I'll be like, why do these people want to learn from me? Like what? And I like, so I have to be, yeah. yeah. So I have to be super careful about like not, not scheduling a solo podcast around that time or, you know, because I'll one day saying this. Yes. I mean, one day I remember sitting down to record a solo podcast. I started crying and my husband was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I have nothing to say. And he was like, what? And I was just like, I I don't even know why people listen to my podcast. And he's like, Brandy. And I think it's that's just the very raw and real of it. And then two days later, you're like, I am the best freaking ah, person. Oh, you know? I love how you're saying this. Yes. Yes. So I think oh, we God, all go through so it. so true. Like, I just got kind of open open my eyes that that book do less with Kate Northrup. Okay, and I was actually interviewed on the Boca podcast with Nathan. So he's a guy, and <laughs> he asked me what my favorite book was. I was like, uh, not to be kind of gross, but it's about kind of like the period cycle. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, it's so nice to chat about this. I'm still the same way. Like sometimes I just want to cry because I'm just like I suck. Like yep. you know, like. I'm horrible. The next day, I'm just like, I'm queen. Like, I'm yes. the best. So, oh my God, I love how you're saying this. So, I, I have to, I have a tracking system too, but I have to be like more intentional about like journaling and like the moon and everything yeah. that us women go through. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I think the most important thing is just for everybody to know that we all go through it. We all go through it. But I think no matter what, you have value to add to somebody else because you are, if you're steps ahead of somebody else, even if it's one step ahead, I mean, think about how, wouldn't you have loved somebody to give you the secret to the next step in your business if they knew it? And so oh, yes, I, I wish that coaching was a thing when I was starting my business, you know? So yeah, me it's too. great. Oh, oh my God. We have like a lot of parallel lies, me and yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I love okay, it. So our hot topic today is how to tips on how to make reels convert. So this is super exciting because I love reels, but take us away with tip number one. Shout out to our sponsors. Photobooth Supply Co. helps entrepreneurs start and scale their businesses by creating meaningful experiences with a photo booth. Living in a digital age, anywhere people gather is an opportunity for an experience. And what better way to capture those memories than with a photo booth? There has never been an easier way for photographers to scale their businesses, increase their marketing efforts, and maintain cash flow during off-season than with a photo booth like the Sasso booth. Increase revenue $600 to $800 per event by adding a photo booth to your services so you can make more and work less. If you don't provide a photo booth, someone else will. So stop leaving money on the table and get yourself a Sasso booth today. Yeah. So tip number one is just to know your audience. So you want to know your audience and speak to their pain points. I know that sounds so obvious, but it's like, who am I talking to? Don't just make random reels to make them go viral. Mm. You know, you really, the whole point of social media is to draw in the right person so that they can become a paying client. So who is your audience? So I'm guessing most people listening to this are a wedding or event professional in some way. Mm -hmm. And so you, our audience is probably engaged couples or soon to be engaged couples. So what are the things that they're struggling with? Around the first of the year, with all the engagements happening at engagement season, they're going to be really be struggling with like, how do I make a budget? How do I make my guest list? 
um, who pays for what, like all these things, make a reel about it. Mm. And they can be so simple. They don't have to be crazy, but know your audience and speak to their pain points. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. So my coaching journey, like I've literally like had coaches and I, I bought like every course and mastermind, but I literally, after doing all this training with different people, um, I want to like tattoo on my forehead, like pain points. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Okay. So pretty much like this is really good for your content because people always think, oh, I don't know what to pose. So pretty much just really understand who is your audience. You could actually, you know, pull the, use a poll and in Instagram stories and then just talk about like, what are they struggling with? Like for me, it would be um, wedding photographers struggling. So are you struggling trying to close a deal? Are you struggling trying to get inquiries? Are you struggling trying to make reels? Are you struggling knowing how to price yourself? So just, yeah. oh my God, now I, now I have like a whole content calendar for my whole 30 days or whole rest of the year. So thank you, Brandy. <laughs> yeah. And for um, anybody that's listening that is that is a wedding professional and you're trying to, you know, say, well, what are the pain points of my couples? You know, sometimes when you sit down at your computer, you can't think of any. What we do is we keep like a running note in our phone. And so if I'm at a wedding and something happens and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I need to make a reel about that. I write it down so that you yes. don't forget when it's time to make a reel. Like silly things for wedding planners. We cannot stand that no matter how many times you tell a bride to send you their escort cards in alphabetical order, they send them to you in table number order. And it's like, <laughs> how is this so difficult? So like little things like that, that are funny that you can make a reel about, or like we made a reel about um, you know, the best man's toast, like the things that are appropriate and not appropriate to do. And that was because we were at a wedding and there was a highly inappropriate toast. So we were like, we should make a reel about this. <laughs> How funny. So, These are all things I haven't heard before because I'm definitely on the different side from you, even though we're both wedding pros, but yeah. I'm a photographer, you're a planner, but yes. those things I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Okay. Before we get into tip number two, um, I'm not sure if you're going to talk about this, but can you tell me a little bit about planning your post or your content calendar? Yeah, absolutely. So no, I, I I hadn't had that as one of my points, but yeah, absolutely. So okay. what I always look at doing is really creating the same content for a full week at a time, which sounds crazy, mm. but Instagram has told us that less than 10% of your followers actually see your posts. So, which is crazy yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. Um, so we spend all this time curating our posts and we only post the same thing once. So, you know, let's say you write a blog as a photographer about, you know, three things to bring for your photographer on wedding day. And you want to make sure that people know to bring these three things. Well, now you've got it on your blog. So you can make a Instagram post about it. So you could do like an image post of one of your beautiful detail photos um, from the wedding day and say, don't forget these three things. Go to our blog to read more. You can do a carousel post where you it's all graphics. And then you can make a reel about it, the same exact thing. And so that's three posts in one week that are all about the same blog that you wrote and pushing them to the blog. But a reel can do the same thing. Like you can hold up a pair of shoes. You can hold up an invitation suite. You can have fun with it. You can show your detail photos. So you really want to try to not overthink your content and post all different things all week long. On my social media, we post seven days a week. And wow. we post about this. We only post about two topics every single week. And no one really notices that because we post it in different ways every time, but we only post about two topics, one in my podcast and the other one's my blog. 
and it's seven different posts all about the same things. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of knocking that hammer over the head and people like it because they'll see it and then they'll see it again and then it'll kind of come in clear to them and then they actually get value from it because they're like, oh, I remember Brandy saying this. It's very important. So it'll kind of stick. But if you only post it once, first of all, they're probably not going to see it. And second of all, like they might not register it in their mind. So that's really good, good advice. Yeah. And I think everybody consumes content differently too. Like I loathe reading blogs. I hate them. I never read them. <laughs> and, um, so I am an audio learner. So I, if I can watch a po- or listen to a podcast about it or watch a video, I'm much more likely to take the content in at all. So for me, if you made a 30 second reel about the exact same thing that would have taken me six minutes to read on your blog, I'm all about it. <laughs> and oh, it's the same totally. content. Totally. Yeah. I've been um, thinking about for me because I know it's all about repurposing, but I've been using that Headliner app to do like the audiograms. Yeah. um, And I've been getting very low, low, low um, views. It's like really depressing. So I'm like, do I need to make a reel about my podcast episode? I'm not sure. Well, you totally for the Headliner app. I've actually never thought about that. We release a Headliner with every episode too, but we always release it in our story. And um, I'm I've never thought about making it into a reel, but that would be genius, especially if you can keep it to 30 seconds or less. And it's like one really great, juicy 30 second tip. Yeah. And then you can say, yeah. so that's a great idea. Yeah. Cause my reels get a lot, like 3K plus. Yeah. And then I look at the views, I'm like 12 views. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I know. Well, and I think reels has made us jaded about views in general, right? Cause you oh, can yeah. get 3,000 uh-huh. on a reel and then you see your post and you're like, wow. Yeah, (laughs) but it just goes to show you. Yeah, reels are really where it's at. You know, like that is where Instagram is pushing content right now. Cool, cool. Okay, that's really inspirational to me. Okay, so we deep dived into that tip number (laughs) one. Um, So you could tell me about tip number two. Yeah, so tip number two is to um, either educate, evoke emotion, or inspire your audience. And so that's really the only three things you want to do with a reel. So when you're trying to think about what your content's going to be, and we talked about their pain points, there's just three kinds of reels that you want to make. You want to either educate them, evoke emotion, or inspire them. That's it. Mm, And so it's really, really simple. Education is the easiest one. We kind of talked about that in the beginning. Like if you have a blog and you've written an educational post, then, you know, it's really easy to just make a reel out of that. Um, if you want to inspire them, you can do like um, some Pinterest board pictures. You can mm-hmm. show your mm-hmm. real weddings and say like, you know, there's so many out there with great music where you can just show a bunch of photos, especially as a photographer, um, to inspire. Yeah. And then for evoke emotion, there's lots of ways that you can go with that. Immediately when people hear that, they think crying, which – it's great. I mean, if you want to show like um, the groom seeing his bride for the first time, like a behind the scenes of a first look or something, that's great. But you can also do like a clip from a best man's toast that's hysterical. You know, you can mm-hmm. be funny. You can show some of your um, different side and that you can be funny as a human, you know, the human behind the brand. So sh- you can evoke emotion that way too. So making people laugh which is really what I try to do on my reels a lot if I'm evoking emotion, if I want to make people laugh. So just making people have an emotional connection to your reel is going to make it memorable. It's going to make them more apt to want to come follow you. Yeah. I mean, you're hilarious. And I've been doing reels just as long as you. But I think what I've learned is picking something very specific in a wedding that happened. Like I just posted 
um, the couple coming out and the grand entrance coming out on like little Land Rovers, but like the mini ones for kids. And that's hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm that's not sure awesome. how many views it got, but I think a lot. But just picking like one thing, because if you don't pick one thing, you're just going to overthink it and it's going to get too long and it's kind of boring and it's going to be very yep. typical. So just anything funny, like you said, like best man's speech was hilarious or like the dad was like on the table or like um, the guard toss like. Yeah, she took out granny panties, like just something funny. Oh my gosh. It's kind yes. of hard because you don't always have your phone out and you don't want to have your phone out, yes. but sometimes you just kind of have to grab your phone as soon as something funny is happening. <laughs> Honestly, though, nowadays, I think the couples like it. You know, like they like that yeah. you feature them, uh, especially if it's something fun from their wedding. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think they like it. It's fine. No, they like it. Like someone had DM me a long time ago and they're like, why haven't you featured us on your Instagram? And I was like, no oh, way. Damn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt really bad. I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot. And then boom, 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 you know, post photo. <laughs> <There you laughs> but go. yeah, it really like it, people really look like every day, like, oh, did you post about us? Did you post about us? So I try to be <laughs> fair to like all my couples, like, okay, everybody, yes. I'm going to post. Um, That's so funny. interesting. All right. So that's tip number two educate, evoke emotion, inspire. Um, yes. What is tip number three? Okay, so tip number three, hopefully you guys will like this one, is just keep it simple. The So many people that teach reels, and this is why I started teaching reels, um, so many people that teach reels are teaching you, use the InShot app and, you know, Mm -hmm. have all these tools and here's, you have to have transitions. No, you don't. Mm -mm. You can, if you want to go viral, they're right. You will probably need to put a lot more effort into your reel. But that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to draw in the ideal client. Now, I will tell you guys, you can take a look at my account. I'm at Brandy Gar over on Instagram. And I don't have a ton of followers. I think I only have just over 3,000 followers. But in December, this is September, in December of last year, I had less than 1,000. And my account has grown three times plus because of reels. So Yeah, and they're all your ideal clients. They're all my ideal clients. And I'm very particular at like I look through my follows when they come in because I want to know like am I starting to draw in just a bunch of randos? <laughs> and yeah. I don't want to do that. So keep it simple. The whole point of reels for a wedding professional is to get the highest ROI, return on your investment, return on your time. And so Mm. I always teach that you should make reels in five minutes or less. One reel should take you less than five minutes. Now, you've never made a reel before. It's going to take you maybe like 25 minutes the first time because you're trying to figure out the app, right? Yes. Once you know where all the buttons are and what they do, it should take you about five minutes to make a reel. And then you make it and you post it or you save it as a draft And it's that simple. As long as you're delivering quality content, you don't need all the fancy bells and whistles. If you watch my reels, 99% of them are just me lip syncing over a voice. (laughs) That's it. So I know. It's so funny. Yeah. So they're very, very simple. And I've thought every once in a while, I know how to do some of the fancier reels, but I always think, well, if I do that, then my audience is going to think they need to start doing that. And that's not what it's about because here's the thing. We are business people. We're entrepreneurs. We have a million hats to wear and this is just one of them. So the way to get the highest return on your time for reels is to give it five minutes, make it quick and easy, and then get out and go run your business and let let it do its thing. 
And so I say, keep it simple. Yeah. So how do you get those voice um, thing, voice, yeah, what do yeah. you call it? Like audio, uh, the audio, TikTok? right? Yeah. So I actually, <laughs> the way I do it, because I, again, don't want to use any other apps. I do everything right in the Instagram app, is when I am scrolling Instagram, which for me is pretty rare. I have three girls. I'm busy, right? But when yes. I have time to just scroll for fun, then I jump into the Reels app and anytime I hear um, an audio that I love, I save it. So you just click on the bottom. There's three dots. You can click the bottom and hit save and it'll go into your saved folder in your profile. And I have hundreds of them saved. So then when you want to use that same audio, you just open it up from your saved folder and hit use this audio. And it makes it so much easier so you don't have to go source your own audio. You don't have to go source and find it. And the whole point of Reels and TikTok is to use the same audios, obviously. Hopefully people have picked up on that by now. Like it's not stealing to use someone's audio. That's what they want you to do. The more times an audio is used, it makes it go viral. So it's really pretty cool. So like I use a lot from the Kardashians or from the office oh, interesting. or from friends. And so I get all of those. Okay. Just okay. By That's what them. I need to do. That's what I was curious about because yeah. I don't follow those type of people. So I follow like the wedding photographers. So I'm like, I never hear those type of audios. Yeah. I mean, if you just go into your explore page, though, that's uh, where oh, I find okay, them. Okay, okay. I'll that's what them, I'm missing. Yeah. From just all kinds of – I see them from all kinds of random people. It's crazy. But yeah, I save hundreds of audios. And so when I'm ready to make a reel, I just go into my saved folder and pick a an audio that I have saved and use it. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. So, yeah, super okay, sweet. let's do the last tip so I could finally like go into rapid fire questions because I, I want to know so much more about you. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay, so the last one's really easy. It's just always, always, always have great lighting. <laughs> you guys, a yes. lot of you are listening are photographers. You know this already, but it's shocking how many people try to make a reel and they have terrible lighting or it's blurry and it's like no one's even going to pause on that. They're just going to swipe right by. So obviously a ring light is like your best friend and you can Mm. find them on Instagram for like 30 bucks. So they're well worth the investment. But I did not have a ring light when I first started making reels. And so you can just keep a stack of boxes nearby, like Amazon boxes. Hello. We know we all have them. And and be near a window and make sure you're front facing on the light and have great lighting. I mean, I just can't say it enough times. If somebody loves your background – and you're lighting, they're going to at least pause for a second. And that's what you want. You just want to hook them in. So yeah, great lighting. Yeah. Yeah. That's so ghetto, the Amazon boxes, but I do it too. (laughs) I know. I have a whole stack of different size boxes that I used to use. And now I still use them for random setups. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to recap. So Number one, know your audience, speak to their pain points, so you're drawing the right person. We talked about the content calendar, um, repurposing everything. And then number two was educate, evoke emotion, inspire, uh, make people laugh. (laughs) Tip number three, keep it simple. You don't have to do anything crazy. And then tip number four, be in good lighting. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Cool. These uh, These are awesome. Okay, so some rapid fire questions because we want to get to know you more. What has been your biggest tip or advice for me because you have three daughters and I have two. So of like parenting. (laughs) Um, Have lots and lots and lots of open communication. How old are your daughters? They are four and one. Okay. So yeah. So you are, it's the, the number of long 
conversations will never cease to amaze you. But um, I would say be, yeah, talk all the time. Let them like be around. And so for me, that was a big piece of my business was by the time they were teenagers, I wanted to be available anytime they wanted to talk. And it comes up at the most random times. Um, But yeah, so just be super involved and available for when they want to talk. Best advice. I love talking to my daughter. Yeah. Um, Okay. So what do you love most about your husband? (laughs) He supports me more than anyone in the whole world. Like he's my Mm. number one cheerleader and supports all of my crazy ideas. Oh my gosh. So is he part of the business or does he have his own business? Yeah, he is part of the business. He's worked for Blush full-time for 10 years this year, actually, in October. And um, he just recently, like in the last couple months, started his own business. And he's pretty excited to have something of his own, you know, that's like his. Um, Oh, what is it? Uh, he's Amazon sell- doing Amazon selling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, That's so he loves it. Boxes, you know? Oh my <laughs> gosh! Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite sales technique to get a heck yes from your dream clients? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think it's just being a thousand percent confident that you can solve the pain points that they have, and mm. letting them know how you can solve their problem, not giving them a list of all the services that you do, but listening to what their pain points are, what their concerns are, and speaking directly to those, like, this is how I will make sure that doesn't happen on your wedding day. See, there you go again, pain point. (laughs) I love pain points. I love it because honestly, I feel like we don't even have a list of services anymore because I'm like, I don't, no one cares. No one cares about it. They're all the same for every wedding pro has the same. And so I'm like, no, I I just want to know what, what do you want your wedding day to be like? And what's something that you would die if it happened on your wedding day? And let's talk about that. And then I could tell you all the ways that I'm going to make sure your wedding is flawless. So, yeah. I love that. Okay. Two more questions. What's your woo factor, Brandy Gar factor? How do you stand out? (laughs) I think that I am just a really glass half full kind of a person. So Mm. I think I stand out and just like I have a lot of energy and I genuinely with all of my soul care about the conversation that I'm in and what I'm doing in the moment. So, Mm. yeah. So you're very present. Yes, which has not okay. always been some that does not come naturally mm. to me. <laughs> well, explain a little more. Um, I, you know, I'm a planner. So typically we're working, what, 18 months out. Mm. And just in general, mm-hmm. I feel like for a long time, I was always thinking about what was coming next. And I still definitely have a lot of that in me. But now I'm much more, I, I, th- I think it could be age too, that I just realized that you need to be in the moment that you're in. And so while I still am very much a planner and I like to think ahead, I am very much in the conversation that I'm having. So a lot of people say, you know, like you're such a natural podcast host. I'm like, that's because I'm genuinely interested in what you're saying. And, you know, like with this conversation, I'm genuinely interested in being here and talking with you. And so I think just being present in that moment is helpful. 
Oh, I love it. Okay, last question before we tell people where to find you. This is a magic wand question because I'm a coach. I usually say like three months, but I just want to know like where is your company going in like three months, six months, a year? Like where do you see it? Soon in November, actually November 9th, we're launching a whole rebrand for my coaching business, which is incredibly scary and exciting. And, um, so really taking, you know, when I started coaching, it was a lot of just like, who do I want to coach and what do I want to coach and what do I do? And now it's so crystal clear. I know exactly what I teach and who I teach it to. And now that'll start coming through in my website and my offerings. So we've created, um, a whole learning hub on my website where we'll meet you at different places that you are in your business. So if you're just starting out and you just kind of want a course to help you get started, we've got that. But if you're further along in your journey and you're ready for the mastermind group or for one-on-one coaching and all different really levels. So there's templates and there's um, done like self-paced courses and then there's the membership and the um, one-on-one. So lots of ways to kind of meet people where they are. And so we're really looking forward to 2022 to just being able to add to those offerings and to make sure that we're serving people in how to build and scale their business in all the ways that we can. Girl, you got it going on and I aspire to be just like you. Oh, you're so sweet. I mean, it's all trial and error and don't, you know, don't think for a second that we're not over here trial and airing it up, you know. Yeah, you, every and, day, every day. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's exciting. It's such a fun journey. So yeah, I'm excited for you. It's it's yeah, really a lot you. of fun. Okay. So where can we find you? And then just last words for um wedding pros. Yeah, absolutely. So um you can find me on Instagram. We can find me on every platform. I'm at Brandy Gar. But Instagram's where I hang out the most and I absolutely love DMs. So I'm not annoyed by them. I'm not bothered by them. Um, please come jump into my DMs, say hi, say you heard me on the podcast. Um, so you can find me there. Currently, all of my courses, um, including the Real Traffic Toolkit we talked about, are at learn.brandyguard.com. And then on November 9th, everything will transition to my website, which I do have a website now, just the courses aren't there. Um, uh-huh. But it's at brandyguard.com. Honestly, my final words would just be, Be so confident in the fact that you provide something that your clients need. So don't get wrapped up in all the things. Just listen to your clients. Think, how can I serve them best? And then serve the heck out of them in the way that they need. So to me, I think it's just be super confident in knowing that you've got the solution that they need. Oh, you make everything so easy. Thank you for this (laughs) conversation, Brandy. It's so good. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.